Hey everyone. All right. I'm super excited to go to dive on this group because it's been a while. And today I'm going to do, I didn't tell you guys in advance, so I don't expect anyone to be here live, but watch the replay because I think this is going to be such good stuff. Okay. I'm going to do a workshop struggling with juggling. I've done this workshop live twice for two different groups of moms. And then I was like, Hey, I think I want to bring this to all of you guys on the confident mom tribe or whoever's watching this in replay. Okay. So struggling with juggling, love this topic, especially because I used to be the person that felt like, what's going on with my hair? Um, I used to be the person that felt like I was definitely struggling with juggling, and now I feel like I juggle, but I don't struggle. I juggle. So there's a way to take the struggling out of the juggling, and that's what I want to teach you guys about today. All right. So, let's get so the first thing I want to say is that it's possible that nothing in your life has to change, nothing, except for doing mindset shifts, right? And that's why you're feeling like you're struggling with juggling, okay? So these are the three mindset shifts I want to introduce you to. So one is the choice mindset or like abundance versus scarcity mindset. I'm going to give you this example. Um, right over here of what that looks like, what that means. And I got this, this, um, whatever, this example from a friend of mine, Goldie Grossbaum, who gave me permission to repeat it. So I heard from her this concept that we're always juggling lots of balls. Okay. And some of them are glass and some of them are rubber. So these are the balls. And if you drop the glass ones, they break. And if you drop the rubber ones, they can bounce back. So the choice mindset is like, and, and so what I always say my glass balls are, my glass balls are me and my husband and my kids, my family, right? I don't want to drop the ball on my family. And sometimes when you drop the ball on yourself, you end up dropping the ball on your family. But everything else, your work, the, all the stuff you do outside of that can all bounce back. And so choice mindset is like attitude number one is I'm choosing this. I'm choosing to do this right now. Right? Instead of like, oh my gosh, there's so many things to do. We're like, I'm doing this, so I can't be doing this. It's I am choosing this. Choice mindset or abundance versus scarcity, right? This idea of like, we have enough. We have enough time. <laughs> I know you guys probably all want to say you don't have enough time. And, and my brain wants to get me back in there too and tell me I don't have enough time. But just go back into the abundance. We all have the same amount of hours in the day. I have enough time to do what's important. These are my the balls I want to be juggling right now. These are the balls I don't want to let drop. Okay. Mindset number one. Mindset shift number two is um, gratitude mindset. Okay, being grateful. So being very, very grateful. Like as moms, it's like sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. I need you to do this. I have to take care of my family. I have to take care of myself. And I want to do all these other things. Right? And it's like such a great thing to be juggling between. And so to just be grateful that like this is our struggle. Like, isn't it great <laughs> to juggle all the family stuff or the kids stuff, the mom stuff, like that's awesome because we want to be moms and we want to be doing this, right? So just to like keep that in mind of like, this is the stuff we want to be juggling between. We want to be doing this and to be grateful for that. And, and this is, oh, sorry. I also call this the Ashrenu mindset. Like we're just so lucky. Okay. And then the last one is priority mindset, right? Very similar to the choice mindset. It's like, I'm choosing what I want to do and I get to choose what my priorities are, right? It could be that right now my priority is to drop everything and just take care of my own mental health. 
that is could totally be what your priority is at that moment. It could be that right now my priority is to focus on this project and my kids are going to be okay if they don't get me 24-7, right? So again, choice mindset, gratitude mindset, priority mindset. Okay, but here's another thing I really want to point out is that we are human beings, not human doings. Now, of course, we're going to do plenty of things, but there's greatness in doing, and then there's greatness in being, okay? And sometimes we, if we live in a society where what we do is so, like, um, I know, that, that's how people measure their accomplishment and their success, is how, how much you do, how much you do, how much you do, and I really want to offer that what about who you are? And sometimes just by being, you don't have to do anything, not even sometimes. Like you're automatically worthy just by existing. Like your worthiness is not up for questioning and negotiating and whatever. So um, to, to like remember that sometimes when you feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not accomplishing enough, like what about the fact that you're just there, right? Like I had this thought because I try to turn off my phone from when my kids come home from school, let's say from like five to eight, okay? My phone is off and I don't wanna look at my to-do list. And sometimes like my kids are all fine, they're playing or they're doing their homework or whatever and they don't really need me and then I'm like, I should go do something. And I was like, or I could just be, I could just be present, I could sit on the couch, I could wait for one of them to like ask me something or need something, you know, like I could interact, like I don't have to go and do something. And so I just want you to like remind yourself of that value of being a human being and the greatness in that. Okay. So three obstacles that are going to get in the way of you being able to feel confident in your own decision-making around your priorities, around what you want to juggle, and get rid of the struggling with juggling is usually going to be this, okay? You're going to make assumptions about other people. You're going to see other moms and say, how do they do it? And they have it all together and their house is so clean and they know how to be present. They don't lose their cool with their kids. All of that is assumptions. Like unless you have been with a mother 24-7, like in another mother's house, watching every single moment of her parenting and her day and how she runs her household, you don't know. And most of your thoughts, all of your thoughts, when it's like other people this or this mom this, all of them are assumptions and that's going to get in the way of your own peace of mind and your own like dropping the struggle. Okay. And that comes right into the next one. They're all connected is your comparisons because looking at other people and what they do, it's just comparing. There's no upside. You have a different spouse, different kids, different personality, different energy level. There's no upside to comparison and comparison to comparing and all your comparing are assumptions. Okay. And all of that gets in the way of your confidence, right? When you're looking outside of you for either your own validation or for what other people do to decide what you should do, that gets in the way of your confidence. And confidence comes from just leaving everyone else, like letting everyone else have their lives, their thoughts, their feelings, anything going on and just being like, what's right for me? What's right for me in this moment? What goes with my personality? What goes with my lifestyle? Okay. So here are some very practical tips that I want to give you. Okay. Very practical tips about this. So number one is being in one place at one time. Okay. So what this means is we have a tendency, right? It's like when I'm with my kids, I think about all the things I need to do. And when I'm doing those things, I think about that I should really be home with my kid, right? There was like this one mom that I was um, in one of my workshops who said that. She's like, when I'm at work, I feel like, why am I working so much? And I should just be home with my kids. But then when I'm home with my kids, I feel like I have all this work to do. And I just pointed out to her that number one, that doesn't help each other. Like when you're at work, 
thinking about your kids and wishing you could be with them and thinking that that's where you should be, right? Should is arguing with reality. You're not actually with your kids, so you're not doing the thing, but you're also taking away from your work and vice versa. So being in one place at one time is like, I am here now, right? I'm sure you've heard me say this before, like the biggest cause of overwhelm or maybe the only cause of overwhelm is thinking about what you need to do when you can't actually do it in that moment, right? So you're like, if you're with your kids and you're thinking about all the other things that aren't going to happen right now, but that need to be happening, you're going to get overwhelmed and it's going to take away from your kids and it's not going to actually create that other thing. So being in one place at one time is like, this is where I am right now. Um, I use the phrase, I get to be here now. I get to, like, I get to make lunches right now. I get to drive carpool right now, right? Right now, I get to be here with you guys and giving you this workshop. Okay, number two is combining work life and family. Okay, this is gonna look very different for everybody. Some of you are stay-at-home moms, some of you, right, have your own businesses, some of you work outside the home, whatever, it doesn't matter, but it's just a concept to think about that sometimes we compartmentalize our life, right? There's my family, and then there's this thing I do, and then there's this thing I do, versus like combining it and allowing maybe your kids to help you when you're preparing for that thing, or, right, like, um, some, some way of like combining the two where your kids are part of this other thing that you're doing or this other thing that you're doing becomes part of your home life and really not looking at it as like three separate pieces, right? I used to look at my life as like, I have these three separate pieces of my life. And now I try to think of it as like, I have this one big, beautiful life, right? And I juggle between them, but I don't struggle. I juggle. Okay. Number three is stretched versus stressed. Okay. And there is a big difference. It's, it could be good to stretch ourselves, right? That could be healthy. That could be kind of going beyond what's like the most desirable or the most comfortable for us or whatever it is, but we don't want to stress ourselves. And I'm going to get to that, I think on the next page, that stress is not a helpful emotion for us. So you really want to ask yourself, is this going to stretch me or is this going to stress me? And number four, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And this is really, really powerful and important, right? So it could be, let's say someone's like, I need to talk to you on the phone. When do you have a minute, right? And I'm like, yeah, of course I want to help them and I want to speak to them on the phone, right? But I have to think, what, by me saying yes to this person, am I saying no to something else? Like what I had planned to in that time and then what am I going to do that thing? I'm probably going to have to do it tonight. And then that might take away from the time I want to spend talking to my husband about his day, right? So you always want to think about, because like, a lot of times, especially as women, we're like people pleasers, we want to say yes, we want to accommodate. But every time you say yes, you're saying no to something else, right? Sometimes you say no to you because you said yes to someone else. And you just need to ask yourself if you like that, if you like your reasons, if you're okay with doing that. Okay. Same thing with if you say no to someone, right? It could be that you're saying yes to something else. You're saying no to something that someone asked you to do, which means you're saying yes to your family time. Okay. So those are just some, some really practical tips to kind of like find that balance and help reduce the struggle within the juggle. Okay, so why I was talking about stress, so I call these two emotions, stress and resentment, I call them signal emotions because there are emotions that are useful for us, there are emotions that are not useful for us, or there are emotions that are unpleasant, but we still have to experience them. And then I look at these as signal emotions. They're just telling us something. They're telling us that something has to change. I don't think that anybody needs to live with resentment and stress. Like this is just like, if you have a thought, like my life is just stressful, it's just going to have to be this way. I want you to know that is absolutely not true. Okay. Stress is a signal emotion that something has to change. Now it doesn't mean 
that you have to say no to something or take something out of your life or whatever. It's possible, but it could just mean that your mindset has to change. It could just mean that you work on the way you view this thing. But stress and resentment are not useful emotions. They don't get us where we want to go. They usually create a result that we don't want to be having in our lives. Okay. So I want you to look out for that. And to, if you think that it's necessary, like stress is just, you know, the way my life is going to be, or, you know, I'm going to say yes to all these things and I'm just going to be resentful, but I'm going to say yes. Right. I want you to just look out for these emotions and know that you do not have to live with them. They're just a signal. So anytime I feel stressed or I feel resentful, I stop. I'm like, what's going on? What am I thinking? What needs to change? Okay. And if any of you read my Common Confident Mom Handbook, it's actually um, in this group. You can find it in the file section of the group. So these are over probably a period of like seven years. I kind of like boiled down how I decided to take something on into these three markers that just made it like a very simple formula for me. I like things to be like short and easy and like able to remember it. I'm like, okay, these are the three. So these are the three ingredients for balance and happiness. Um, is this is how I decide whether I'm going to take something on. So number one, it has to be manageable. Okay. It goes back to the stress. Is this going to overwhelm me? Is this going to stress me out? Is this going to be too much for me? Now, if the answer is yes, it doesn't necessarily mean don't do it. Sometimes I then ask myself, how can I do it in a way that is manageable? Do I need to hire more help? Do I need to delegate? Do I need to get volunteers, right? Like what do I need to do in order to make it manageable? But if it's not manageable and I don't know, like, what I write, like sometimes I'm like, no, this is gonna be too much for me right now. I'm not ready to do what it takes to make it manageable or whatever it is. So I look out for that. The next one is desirable. I truly believe in wanting and desiring to do the things we do, okay? And so I ask myself, is this desirable? Do I want to do this? Now, they're gonna say, oh, come on. We've got so many things in our life that we don't wanna be doing. And I just, just to give you what I mean when I say desirable and that I only do things I want to do, it doesn't mean that I like sit around and, you know, drink lemonade all day and relax. It could mean, for example, when it comes time to do the laundry, right? I want you to know that everything is a choice. So technically you cannot do the laundry. Like there's very little you have to do in life. Probably just eat something if you want to live, right? Eat and drink if you want to stay alive. Other than that, there's very little you have to do, which means everything else you're doing because you're choosing to do it. So let's just talk about the laundry for a second. You can choose not to do the laundry. And you're like, yeah, but my kids want to have clean clothes. They'll wear their dirty clothes. And they're going to ask for their clean clothes. You say, no, just go wear whatever you see around the house, right? You could do that, but you probably don't want to because you probably want your kids to have clean clothes. So I want to do the laundry because I want my kids to have clean clothes. So do you see how it's not like only do things that you love to do? It's like find the desire in why you're doing what you want to do. I make dinner because I want my kids to have a meal when they come home from school, right? Like, you can find, like, remind yourself of why you're doing what you do. Find a desire in it, okay? Besides the fact that just the things you absolutely love, I highly recommend that you do things that you absolutely love. And then the last one is, will make me a better blank. Whatever your priority to be is in life. So in mine is to be a better wife and mother, right? Like, I want to be a better wife and mother. And so I'm like, will this make me a better wife and mother, right? By coaching, I'm a much more like fulfilled, happy person. I'm using up my passion and my talent. And so that makes me a better wife and mother. That's how I made that decision. Not like this is at the expense of, right? So everything I do, I'm like, this needs to enhance my family life or my, right? Or my mothering. 
or else it might not be the right thing. So these are my three ingredients for balance and happiness. Manageable, desirable, will make me a better blank for me as wife and mother. Okay, we're gonna actually end here. Um, so if you guys have any questions about any of the things that I just spoke about, you can um, post it in the group, put it in the comments, ask me anything you want. I think that you can take these points, you can take notes on this, you can write it down, keep it front and center, especially this right here. And it will, you will see some very clear, big, obvious changes in your life. Very powerful. Um, and I just want to remind all of you that also in the file, there is the Common Confident Mom Handbook and the, 20, the Coach Approach to 25 Common Motherhood Struggles. And then whoever provided their email address when they signed up for in this group, you also got a copy of um, straight talk from my heart to yours and it's a hundred blog posts now I have a client who printed every single thing out and has a folder She said she calls it Adina inspiration and She's like on it and those are the people the ones that are like I'm great right? I make worksheets after every client session I do so like the people that are like I'm gonna do this I want this change. I want this transformation, right? And they're like on it. Those are the people that are gonna get it Okay, so I'm not saying you need to do any of that But like even just from this workshop if you just watch it and you're like, okay struggling struggling Okay, fine interesting and move on. It's not going to necessarily impact your life But if you're like, okay I'm gonna implement maybe this one thing that stress and resentment are signal emotions And when I feel that I'm gonna instead of just deciding that I'm resigned to it being that way I'm gonna look into that or something like that, right? so that's what I'm going to encourage all of you to do is to make this very practical. Take your one key takeaway and actually implement that into your life. All right. With that, I'm going to wish you all a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you in the group. Hey, if you are ready to move away from being overwhelmed and stressed to becoming calm and confident and present, then my upcoming group coaching program is totally for you. We're starting October 12th. It is called the Common Confident Mom Coaching Group, and I would love to have you join. So go to my website, adinalanda.com, and there'll be a pop-up there that you can check out all the information about this amazing four-month group coaching container that is literally going to change your life, change how you show up to the world, and give you all of the best tools I have for strengthening your relationship with yourself, your spouse, your kids, and learning how to coach yourself. Can't wait to have you join.